Hello, I'm Daryl Root, and this is News Folder 19. I'm not here to tell you what to think, but what to know. Today's topics include free food, expensive food, fast food, and food for thought. However, before I get to that, please consider supporting the show via purchasing merchandise, my ebook, The Independent Libertarian, or a monthly slash one-time donation. Links can be found at newsfolder19.com, and thank you in advance. All support goes into producing this podcast. With that, let's get into the stories. News story number one from Fox 5 in New York. Questions are mounting around a new pilot program that will give illegal immigrant families a reloadable prepaid credit card to buy food and supplies. The program would replace the non-perishable food boxes given to migrant families staying in hotels. And, in case you think the latest freebie might be abused, rest assured there's a safety switch. What is it? Families who sign up for the program will be required to sign an affidavit confirming that they will be using these cards for the intended purposes. And the city says anyone who violates the term risk, not will be, but risks being removed from the program. Yeah, and just how well has that worked in the SNAP program, better known as food stamps? It's one of the most abused programs out there. The program will start with 500 migrant families already living in short-term hotels. You know, it'd be nice if the article gave the number of expected families over the long term since it's going to cost the taxpayers an expected $53 million. However, have no fear, it's New York City. City officials said that if the new program is a success, which every freebie program claims to be, no matter how much fraud occurs in it, they would consider expanding the program to all immigrant families staying in hotels. The cards can only be used at bodegas, grocery stores, supermarkets, and convenience stores. And on the streets wherever anyone can find a buyer for pennies on the dollar, just like Snap. Amazingly, there are some critics. Councilman Joe Borelli told Fox 5 in New York, quote, We're just giving this migrant population more free stuff at the expense of New York City taxpayers, unquote. But the mayor's office claims that the program would save New York City more than 600000 a month or more than $7.2 million compared to existing programs. Right now, the city has contracts with food services that help to provide food boxes to shelters, which is how all food assistance should work. You should need to get there. Need proof that food may not be what the immigrants want? New York City supposedly faces an overwhelming demand for food, despite many reports of food being wasted at local shelters. Need more proof this is a bad idea? Immigration advocate Power Melu, for all intents and purposes, stated that immigrants in hotels don't have kitchens, so how are they going to prepare the food? Well, I can answer that. 
boxed artificial crap no one should eat to begin with. But what the heck, just line them up for health care. News story number two. Speaking of food, President Joe Biden's administration is taking aim at grocery chains, suggesting that the companies lower prices on goods from milk to eggs and bread. You know what? Even at $6 a dozen, an egg is just 50 cents. What else can you buy for just 50 cents? A postage stamp costs more. And in my area, a dozen eggs are down to like three fifty-five the last time I checked. So yeah, they're already down, Biden. Quote, our message is a very clear one that blah, blah, blah. If you're a company whose input prices have come down and you're not passing those savings along to the consumer, he will call you out, said Jared Bernstein, the chair of Biden's Council of Economic Advisors. Quote, We've seen elevated profit margins, particularly in the grocery sector, and have taken note that there needs to be more passed through there to consumers. Bernstein did not name any specific companies, which makes me wonder how he knows what a grocer's expenses are. I love this next paragraph. A White House analysis of census data shows food and beverage retailer revenues as a share of their cost, have risen sharply from before the pandemic to a level not seen since the mid-2000s. For the record, as a person who had three years of accounting in school and completed three semesters towards an associate degree in accounting, costs are a share of revenue, not the other way around. The other way around means you're losing money and you can't cut prices. Biden said, quote, there are still too many corporations in America ripping people off. Price gouging, junk fees, greedflation, shrinkflation, unquote. Biden has pushed drug makers to lower insulin costs, hotel chains to reduce fees, and tried to diversify the meatpacking industry after beef prices skyrocketed in the aftermath of the pandemic. This, from a president whose comments have proven time and time again that he has no clue as to how the economy works. Quote, we're also working hard to lower costs, actual lower costs, not just lower inflation, unquote, said Bernstein, citing eggs, milk, appliances, airfares, used cars, and gas as particularly sensitive areas for Americans. Again, 50 cents an egg at $6 per dozen. It's still possible to buy basic appliances for half the cost of the unnecessary fancy ones. For most people, airfares are not necessities. If you complain about $6 a gallon milk, but drop $4 at a Starbucks or $2.29 for a 20-ounce Mountain Dew at a convenience store, shut up. I hear it constantly at my convenience store hangout. They complain about eggs, but then they turn around and buy a $6 convenience store sandwich. So yeah, shut up, especially you, Biden. New story number three. From KRQE in Las Cruces, New Mexico. 
A Las Cruces man pleaded guilty to one count of use of interstate commerce facilities in the commission of a murder to hire. According to court records, between April and May of 2022, the subject submitted three service requests for murder on the website rentahitman.com which is a parody website that the creator expected no criminal would take seriously. According to court documents, in his first service request, the subject stated that he wanted to hurt the victim and wrote, quote, I want her gone now too much that I don't like about her. She's controlling my wife, unquote. He also provided the victim's physical address and photographs of the victim, victim and stated quote this is the target person if you don't do it i will do it myself i'm already thinking about doing it myself i want her gone now unquote and for the record i spoke that way because none of these statements included any punctuation or capitalization at all which pretty much tells you his intelligence level an undercover BATF agent contacted the subject and discussed various ways to carry out the killing. The two talked multiple times and during a phone call, the subject indicated to the agent that he lived with staff and that the undercover agent slash hitman would also have to harm his caretaker in order for him to leave the home. When the undercover agent went to the subject's house to pick him up, the subject came out of the home with his caretaker. The subject then indicated to the agent that he wanted something done to the caretaker and stated to the agent, quote, this is part of the deal, unquote. The undercover agent aborted the operation and drove away. A federal grand jury indicted the subject who will remain in custody pending sentencing. He faces up to 10 years in prison. You know, I can't help but to wonder how stupid is this guy? Does he actually think you can go onto a public website to hire an assassin who will do your dirty deed for, wait for it, here's the good part, a mere $200. Oh, yeah. Hire an assassin for $200. You know it's going to turn out bad, and it did. All right. With that, it's time to take a short break. I'll be back in about 30, 40 seconds. Only 15% of podcasters will ever earn a single penny in profit. Yet more continue to record for one reason. They enjoy informing and entertaining. If you'd like to support this show, visit newsfolder19.com and click on the Buy Me a Coffee or Merchandise links. All donations are greatly appreciated. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome back to Newsfolder 19. My usual shout out to Danheim, the provider of all the music in the show, and also to Susan Kennedy, who does the voiceovers. In addition, please consider supporting the sponsor of the show, Camp Ridger Seasonings. 
at CampRidger.net. That's R-I-D-G-E-R, CampRidger.net. You can purchase great seasonings. They're all salt-free, so you can salt to taste. And there is a little as $7 per one-cup container if you buy four or more. With that said, let's get right into the next news story. News story number four. This is another food story from CNN. At McDonald's, which has endlessly boasted about its ability to jack up menu prices without denting sales, executives are finally acknowledging that customers need a break. But not because he's being nice. The burger chain reported weaker than expected sales at its U.S. stores, according to CEO Chris Kamzinski, who indicated the chain would cut prices on some menu items. Quote, Eating at home has become more affordable, unquote, Kamzinski said. Really? It always has been. As I said before, one can make two eggs, a baked potato, and homemade pudding for about 2 to $3 per serving in most places. While grocery prices are still high, they rose just 1.3% overall in 23, while dining out surged 5.2%, according to the latest Consumer Price Index report. Yet, people still complain about cheap homemade food while downing their Starbucks or some other fast food. Come on, people. In a statement to CNN, McDonald's declined to comment on specific price cuts, but reiterated its commitment to providing affordable options to consumers. While inflation has slowed significantly, McDonald's has become a regular target for social media users complaining about prices, such as the $18 Big Mac meal in Richtown, Darien, Kentucky. On TikTok, it's a common refrain for McDonald's customers to say the company has gone too far, charging more than $3 for a single hash brown in some locations. Here's an idea. Spend $2 more and get a five-pound bag of potatoes and make your own damn hash browns. Lots of them. Even now, wealthier customers appear undeterred, Kempziski said. So, don't expect too much of a drop on too many items, I might add. I've said it many times on this podcast. America's bad health issues will not be cured until we eat better and get more exercise. Everyone should be able to afford the occasional fast food meal, even at today's prices. But if this is your regular habit, go ahead. Make yourself poor and make yourself sick. Fast food is not healthy food. Just quit asking the government to pay your health bills afterwards. And last but not least, news story number five. After an extremely long hunt for a quality drug to combat Alzheimer's disease, an unlikely candidate has arrived. Viagra. And yes, the extremely long adjective was a pun. Researchers found that men who were prescribed Viagra and similar medications were 18% less likely to develop the most common form of dementia, within the next five years at least, than those who went without the drugs. 
The effect was strongest in men with the most prescriptions, with scientists finding a 44% lower risk of Alzheimer's in those who received at least 21 prescriptions over the course of their study, which would be about four a year. The observational study cannot determine whether ED prescriptions protect against Alzheimer's or whether men who are already less prone to the condition are simply more likely to use the tablets. It may be that the most physically and sexually active men who would likely have a lower risk of developing Alzheimer's to begin with were more likely to use Viagra or similar pills than those less active. With a study involving more than 250,000 men, I would guess there's enough balance in the numbers to suggest the former and not the latter. Quote, We can't say that the drugs are responsible, but this does give us food for thought on how we move into the future. We now need a proper clinical trial to look at the effects of these drugs on Alzheimer's in women as well as men, unquote said the lead author, Dr. Ruth Brower at University College of London. PDI-5 inhibitors work by relaxing veins and arteries, allowing blood to flow more freely. Studies in animals show that this improves blood flow in the brain, which may help protect against Alzheimer's. The inhibitors also raise levels of a compound called CGMP, which may also help to protect brain cells. Previous studies have been contradictory. The Cleveland Clinic in Ohio reported a 29% lower risk of Alzheimer's among Viagra users, while a Harvard study found no protective effect. While sildenafil in the blood is known to reach the brain, the question becomes... Can't its levels in the brain be maintained at a high enough concentration for a long enough period of time required to alter the trajectory of Alzheimer's disease? All things considered, if PDE5 inhibitors do protect against Alzheimer's, the drugs would be expected to work in women as well as men, according to Dr. Brower. So, I guess for all the women out there who like to think men only think with something other than their brain, you just might be right. One outstanding body part just may lead to another outstanding body part. Yes. And with that, it's time to call it another podcast. Everyone knows the mantra, question authority, and always be free. Thank you for listening to News Folder 19. All rights are reserved and unauthorized use is prohibited. However, you may share the podcast links. Till next time, have a great day.